Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Today, we continue our 52-year journey through film. I think this marks halfway through July, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's 1998 that we're covering. Uh, 1998's The Truman Show, and uh, this this one's a special one for me. You know, it's uh, it's one that I didn't discover until later on, and I mean later on in my life, relatively. Uh, you know, I'm still 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 quite a young man. Uh, but uh, my my senior year in high school, my creative writing teacher showed this in class, and uh, I was like immediately taken. You know, like I was like, mm. oh yeah, this is. One of my favorites ever. Um, so you got it kind of broken up, or did you get it all in one fell swoop? I got it class? in two because I think we had we had like long periods when they were showing mm, it, but uh, okay, I got it in two. So, uh, but yeah, it's one that you know, it's one of those ones where I had to I had to go home and immediately check it out on my own. You know, ah, oh yeah, yeah. I uh, had my first watch of all time uh, yesterday. Um, and Ooh, I yeah. can say it was quite amazing. I knew um, a little bit before going in. All I knew it was kind of like people used to be like, uh, I guess when talking of Westworld and uh, shows or things of this of similar nature, people would always bring up the Truman Show. Um, and I wouldn't, I didn't understand why, but I just knew it was something to do with reality and right. blah, blah, blah. That was it. Um, so I, I basically knew nothing and I was going in blind. Um, and uh, it's a great one to go blind into man Uh, like mm -hmm. getting that unfolding before you let me lay the groundwork real quick this is the truman show released june 5th 1998 written by andrew nickel and directed by peter weir and if that sounds familiar it's because that was also our director for dead poets society would Um, you look at that uh quite the uh quite the bangers he's got under his belt there um yeah and uh those are only a couple of his his role his uh behind the camera roles as director. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot, and uh, these are just two of my favorite editions: Dead Poets and uh, The Truman Show. And frankly, I'm hard pressed for a movie which ends in a way that I'm more satisfied with than this. And the only one that comes to mind, you know, we talked about it off mic: The Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, uh, you end in a place where you're like, "Fuck yeah." Yes. Yeah, Fuck. Definitely, yes. Uh, not a movie that you're leaving. Well, do leave crying, but not in a cry like a bad cry. It's it's a. Uh, I mean, just that satisfying. I had that one tear rolled down my face. You know, oh, when whenever the door the music, when he, you know, bro. Oh, 
he finally got to the edge. He got to the door, and I'm like, he's making it. You know, he's going all the way. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you remember when we were like – we discussed like a couple months back. Like uh, you were deciding what if you wanted to put movie posters up, like what movie posters you wanted to put up on your wall. And we came ac- – I was like, the Truman Show's got some pretty cool posters. And we came across a couple different ones, and one of them was him walking up those stairs. Mm-hmm. And you were, and I was like, "You're gonna want that one." And uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's, "It's gonna that's go pretty. It's gonna go so perfectly." I have, uh, I have three that are going up on on my wall already. That I have, I have two in possession. One is on its way. One is uh, a New Hope, Star Wars, Naturally. classic. Got to go up there. Two is the Batman, Robert Pattinson. Hell yeah, I'm going up there. Three is a, a kind of like a a Spidey comic book cover ish that's a poster and then the uh, fourth is now confirmed to be this one right here um i was i was going back and forth between the uh the building with his face on it um and and the one where him walking up the stairs and i think the just aesthetically um, oh the one of him walking up the stairs those shots of him are the most beautiful in the whole movie you know uh it, it doesn't get it doesn't get better than that But uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 coming. It is it is on its way. Um, a yeah. late, little late uh, birthday present for me and my mom. Uh, I I asked my asked my mom for for some posters, and she was waiting on the fourth one. And uh, hell yeah, I uh, I was told hell. her I told her I had to wait off for this movie just to see. I was pretty sure was the one. Um, for how you were you were laying it out for me. I didn't um, want to hype it up too but, much, you know. I know mm. there, if there was any movie along this ride that I might have. Uh, I definitely turned our sights too early on and was like, that's one we're going to be ready for. You know, mm. uh, I'm so excited we're here uh, because this is just one of my favorite movies of all time. And, uh, you know, Jim Carrey in that leading role, we've covered a few Jim Carrey movies now with uh, our 1994 run there with Dumb and Dumber, mm. The Mask and uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Uh, but none of those roles quite. Uh, called for the emotions he tapped into here in uh, the Truman Show. I mean, this this put him on full display as quite the actor, not mm. just uh, not just quite the comedian, you know. Yeah, and he, he you know he still had his mannerisms to him. He still had the the facial expressions um, and a couple you know, of improvisations of... that only Jim Carrey would be doing. You know those things, mm. those scenes where it's him looking in the mirror. That's him. Mm. He's, the he's alien going, drawing like the yeah, the space yeah, you know like astronaut saying, like, and, oh he's back to his old self right you know and it's just him putting he's on playing a them yeah oh. he's like now um, i'm playing the character you know you mm. made me the character so i'm gonna play it um mm. yeah, let's 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 get into the story of it all you know uh we got we got Kristoff, the creator of this television show played by ed harris who we obviously love via westworld uh, and if you've seen a uh, Snowpiercer, he's pretty uh, he's pretty awesome in that as well. Hmm. Um, and and a great many things. Ed Harris is quite the accomplished actor, but those just happen to be a couple of my favorite roles of his, um, mm-hmm. along with this one, Kristoff uh, being the the father figure, quote unquote, to mm-hmm. uh, to Truman mm-hmm. Burbank. Uh, First, first child to be officially adopted by a corporation, and when all that comes together for you, you know, uh, I remember how it felt the first time I watched it. Whenever you're like, you know, it's a television show. You know, you see people watching it, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, but when they go out with it, 
and they're like, uh, <laughs> "We uh, built the largest set ever constructed. It's the only. It's the second thing that can be seen from space." Oh, it was five unwanted pregnancies, and they chose this one because you just fit. I was like, "Huh? You like I'm yeah. I, I I I was huh like so dystopian, man." <laughs> So dystopian, and you know, like that's what's that's what's interesting too is Peter Weir actually uh, called for this to the original conception of it was that Truman existed in an alternate remake of New York City, and the uh, director was like, "Yo, we can't do that. It'll get too it'll get too sci fi. Like people like it'll be too hmm. too dystopian at that point for people to go like." Oh yeah, like he's running around New York and it's uh it's all controlled around him and everything. But uh that's I mean, the thing is is like this doesn't seem that unrealistic is the thing. Like if someone had the like I feel like a billionaire could do this. Like Oh, I think I think it's uh it's shocking that this movie exists and it hasn't happened yet. I just think ethically, you know, um, maybe maybe that's why it just hasn't happened, which is. Um, <laughs> oh, no, cer- certainly. You know, uh, I wonder if I uh, hope that's the reason, you know, that it's just. We no, and you know, what's absolutely <laughs> sad. And what's interesting about all the audience perspective of like every time we went to the people watching the show, mm. they. It, it's like everyone's everyone's a hypocrite. You know, mm. everyone's a hypocrite. The viewers, uh, Laura Linney's character, Meryl, mm. uh, Marlon, his best friend, like, uh, the last everyone... thing I do to you is lie. Oh, and, and you've been lying to me my whole life. And he could, I think like, was it just me or did he actually struggle to say that a little bit? Like, I feel like he was actually feeling for him. Oh yeah. There like, are a couple, uh, there are a couple points in this movie where the people who are around him, witnessing it happen go god damn this is is, too far like yeah like well there one one really small example that's like one of my favorites in the movie is the bus driver whenever he stalls the bus and he's like moving all he's moving the gear back and forth and everything and he's looking up and then uh everyone gets off the bus he stands up and he goes i'm sorry and then just like walks off the bus and it's like fuck god damn it Oh man, it's a, it's one of those, it is a heart wrenching story all the way up to the, all the way up to the end, you know, like there's a taint of just devastation because of Mm. how, how everything's fake. Everything's a facade and you know, he's living within his own little zoo. Mm. He is the, and he's the main attraction. It's like, God damn. That he rips out different parts of the face of magazines to try to reconstruct Vivian's face. Um, like, and he keeps going back to it. And every time he looks at it, it cuts to Vivian. And it's just her, like, 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 oh, like, uh, I, like. I love, um, I love the Sylvia Truman dynamic. They were. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. What? Did, Sylvie. Sylvia. Right? Sylvia. Why is it? Yeah. Why is this say? Am I just. Maybe Vivian was her character in the reality. 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm terrible with names in movies, so this is why I always have IMDb pulled up uh, for every movie to look at characters' names. And yeah, Vivian. I yeah, but yeah, Sylvia, because I remember like uh, like he on the phone like talking to the Fiji person. He's like oh, Sylvia. No, like Vivian S was Sylvia. different. Vivian's a different woman. Uh, <gasps> Natasha McElhan. Oh, Lauren McElhan was her Lauren. Name. That was her name. Oh, that movie. just looks a whole lot like her in this picture. I just that's why I assumed it was just. Her. No, yeah, I feel you. I don't. I don't remember this this oh, character, wow. Vivian. Um, but I remember. Um, I know her from Lucifer on Netflix. Like that's how I. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but oh, I, I like instantly like there were so many people. Like you have a uh, um, Laura Lenny Ozark. Yeah, on Ozark, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Well, I, I instantly recognized you know Westworld. And I was like, oh, sick. That's how we opened the movie, you know, with him. And I'm oh, like, exactly. oh, let's go. And then I'm like, oh, Ozark. Oh, Lucifer. Oh, Jim Carrey. Like oh, this is such a great cast. Like this is so so much fun. Um, oh, it is. It is so so and, uh, good and. uh I love the the little uh, product placements, you know, mm. twenty four hour program. So they they do ad reads on the show. Um, like whenever she comes home and he's clip he's he's tending to the garden, and she's like, "You should try out these new shears." And he's like, "That's cool." Mm. Uh, he's like, I, "I really couldn't give less of a fuck. Why do you do this?" Uh, mm. And I always wondered, like, uh, I was like, how couldn't he tell from that? But, like, the thing is, that's all he knows. Um, like, he doesn't know that that's an ad placement, you know? Like, uh, that, right. and, like, I kept, like, that. that's what kept blowing my mind every time. Oh, yeah. Is, like, realizing that, like, from or There from are things in this reality like, that are not, not like our reality and are doctored to his reality, mm. you know, like the moon. Moon doesn't move. It's always in the sky right there in that one spot, you know? Uh, and that's just, that's just how the solar system works for him. He doesn't uh, know any better. He just doesn't. God, and to, and to instill a trauma of, of water in him at a young age so that, it, like, man. I mean, they really controlled every aspect of his life. Like, and the thing, like, that kept getting me is, like, I about texted you in the middle of this and I'm like, yo, you're real, right? Like, you know, like you're really, right. you know, and I'm like, this is real. You know, like this ain't the same thing. You're not going playing on me. Here, you're not you playing know, or, me or whatever. And like, and then I'm like looking at the movies that are coming up. We got the matrix, you know, coming up next. And I'm like, damn, like, yo, to we've got the, this <laughs> liberatory rhetoric in, mm. you know, the Shawshank Redemption, Truman Show, and especially in The Matrix, you know, to a whole mm. other revolutionary level with that mm. uh, on a grand scale, not just an individual scale. Um, mm. I, I, these, this is a good stretch here over the last uh, last couple of years. And when when we're getting at that sort of uh, freeing yourself, freeing your mind. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I love Christoph being the, the antithesis to it. Like, uh, trying to be like, even at the end, telling him, like, mm. like it was his last hurrah, like trying to be like, yeah. Well, I mean, he had no other right. choice there. He's like, he's about to leave. He has to, oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Has to explain everything. And, and, you know, like it's a, it was as good a, it was as good an argument as you could present in that moment. And, you know, mm. if he hadn't gone, uh, you know, uh, say something, you're on television, mm. maybe it like that kills that moment you know and it's immediately like oh yeah you don't care how i feel in this reality 
you want me to say something, I'm on television. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's nothing, there's nothing more to it than that. You don't care about anything that happens to me. I'd rather have full autonomy out there than be controlled in here. Mm. And uh, that's, that's just a simple and great message uh, in, in this movie. And, uh, you know, Kristoff's obviously got this uh, God complex. We even get the him speaking over the speakers at the end <laughs> and him looking up at the sun like, mm. like wow. I mean, it's it's so awesome seeing uh, – you know, watching Westworld and him being kind of uh, part of the game, you know, or, mm. uh, you know, he, he was part of it. But now, you know, seeing him as the Ford or as, as the, the Ford as the Arnold, you know, as the creator um, was just super, super cool. And uh, um, I, I just constantly was was thinking back to Westworld, like as I'm watching. And uh, I mean, I, it, he just he did so well. And I, I mean, I obviously can't think of any better casting for Westworld other than, you know, pulling from this movie. You know, I, I'd say it's yeah. pr- a pretty obvious uh, influence uh, from. Oh, the from, influence from this movie so. has on mm. this th- this sort of uh, this idea. You know, I think to Wandavision, uh, that was like a very obvious, mm. obvious one where it was like, oh yeah, Wandavision watched the Truman Show and was like, well, let's do that. Yeah, uh, even... Like when that when the light falls out of the sky, mm. like the like the colorful helicopter in the black and white universe like i think like there's there's a couple that i feel like were just direct homages in wandavision hmm. to the truman show and yeah, i uh, even i even texted you during my watch and uh i'm like yo this town center kind of just reminds me of westview um like just the right. i mean the buildings you know it was obviously different there were like skyscrapers and stuff in this one and, and westview didn't have have many of those but uh I guess not really skyscrapers, but like bigger buildings, I guess. Um, but like this, mm-hmm. it, the town center, like just eerily was just somewhat similar. I don't know the lawn, like the grass, the, this like park in the middle of this. I, it just reminded me of West Westview. And I'm like, man, like just thinking of all the influence that this movie had. I mean, it's oh, yeah. And I think there's, there's something to the idea that they wanted to, as far as Kristoff and Wanda, are concerned they wanted to have the area be the suburban comfortable Mm. you're gonna be fine and happy here everything's jolly good you know uh and it's uh it's not you know it's all it's all the beginning montage where marlon's like you know it's not fake it's just controlled Mm. and it's like ah but isn't that a contradiction Mm. Like if it is controlled, it can't be real. It, oh, what like a uh, movies that make you ask these questions? You know, like uh, there's not many movies that get you to question reality and question, um, mm. you know, a situation like this. This just doesn't happen, you know, in in day to day life. Like, um, and I just this is like so up my alley it's unbelievable i i seriously can't believe how long it's taken me to see this movie Mm. um but now i know that this will be a comfort movie of mine i will go back to this movie so much and um (laughs) it's that ending man you know without him making it out you know this movie is this movie is all for not you know he has to make it out or else it's like oh god come on like and I loved that in the viewers, 
you know, the viewers of the show were the same as us. Mm. They they wanted him so badly to make it out mm. of there. But I don't think it's something they knew they wanted until it was a possibility. Until it happened. Every, yeah. Everyone cheered. Yeah, like, like uh, at the bar, everyone was like, like, Damn it was like, he has to keep doing this. But like, that's the thing. If you're watching the show, as soon as he starts to go, I want to go somewhere. Don't you go, please, like you got to like do something to let this man out because mm. now it's now it's really bad. You know, mm. like it was already bad. It was already immoral. But now that he wants to travel, now that he wants to go places, now that he's like, I need to get out of here. Now it's really, really bad. Mm. Uh, like there's just there's just different levels to this shit. And. Uh, oh, God damn. And like, I mean. You have the lines of like, like you're gonna kill him, and, and you don't even care. You know, like mm. people are like in the room, like he was that born was his, on television. Yeah, his right hand man, like saying like, you, like that's like the dude that like basically controlled almost everything, took every command. You know, he he was like even, you're gonna kill him. Like, are you kidding? Like, you're really you really don't care. You know, um, and I mean, he was just focused on his creation. You know that that god complex got you know had. That's just what what it all is. I mean, I can't imagine creating something like that, being the biggest show in the world. The world is literally captivated by this one thing, and, like, the world almost revolves around it. Mm. But then you see the end, and it's like, all right, what else is on? You know, what what, what else is on TV, you know? Like the two, the two cops that are chilling there, and it's just and like— that's- that's another thing that lends it to being, a, like, a, it's obviously a commentary— Mm. on not just the creators and the corporations who control media and stuff, which this is certainly a critique of. It's a critique of consumerism and being like, yes, give me all of this. Give me all of this. As soon as it's over, it's like, all right, well, what's next now? Mm. What what else are we going to do? What's uh, what, what, what are we on to next? The biggest thing that could have happened in like in their time, you know, in your lifetime. The television like, event of the history. Like, they, like they even said, uh, like when he started to like know, and people caught on, and they cut the air for the first time, like they cut mm. transmission. They even said, like, this is the largest our numbers have ever been, and we're just showing nothing right now, you know. Exactly. So it's already it was already big then, and then like him actually leaving. I mean, the whole world was watching, like, um, and and just like, I mean, definitely a satisfying ending, but hearing all right, what else is on? You know, it's not satisfying right away. And he doesn't, you don't actually see him and Sylvie get together, but you know what happens, obviously. You know what happens. But it's it's satisfying in the sense that, like, um, this movie wasn't just to be a movie. You know, there was a point to this. Oh, absolutely. It's not just a Um, satisfying story where he he liberates himself. And if you go back a couple pictures, I know you're scrolling through the IMDb here, the how's it going to end? Mm. That like little movement, like not a movement, but the question, you know, because if this television show is on, I tune in for the simple reason. How the fuck does this end? Or maybe I don't like not regularly, but Mm. like every once in a while, I'll be like, what if it ends today? I don't know. Like, you never does fucking it go know. to him being 90 and dying of old age? Does it go to him, you know, like literally anything? Could happen? Does he die of a disease early? Does he die of a car crash, an accident? Does does he actually figure it out like he does here? You know, like 
I mean, and, and it's funny whenever he sees the button and he's like, I wonder the same thing too, you know, and he's like oblivious and he's like, like, uh, mm-hmm. don't we all, or like, don't we all wonder, you know? And it's just like, oh man, like the end, like his innocence was so just devastating to watch. Well, and it was, it, Christoph had a perfect quote for that. You know, he, the, the interviewer is like, you know, why do you think it was, wasn't until now that Truman had never come close to discovering the true nature of his world. And Christoph was like, well, we accept the reality of the world, which we're presented simple as that. And it's like, you know, if, if you're only ever presented one thing, why would you ever go? Why would you ever question it? Uh, I mean, especially with all the propagandic manipulation, mm-hmm. they, they commit to keeping him on the Island and not, mm-hmm. not letting him leave. And, uh, you know, I want to be an explorer. Ah, too late. It's all been explored. Yep. Look uh, at this map. It's all, it's all filled out. You got nothing yeah. left to do. A plane, a lightning strike through it. This could mm. happen to you. Um, the at a travel leak, agency. Yeah, the nuclear leak, a road randomly catching on fire. Um, all the ways they try to keep him in, you know, mm. and, and I love that, uh, whenever he took, um, Meryl, Meryl, is that her name? Yeah, yeah Meryl. And he's like, oh, I'm just being spontaneous, you know. I'm Somebody like, help me. Yeah, I'm um, being spontaneous. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it like, mm, man, it was. Now that is a beer. Mm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, and the, the three, uh, it's, it's a knife, a, a grater, and a, and a peeler all in one, you know. Yeah. And then it Coming eventually back up come... to be the uh, <laughs> potential murder weapon. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think it was so funny whenever he's he's beginning to question it, you know, and he uh, he looks at that photo of uh, Meryl and him on his wedding day. And I'm like, really, Meryl? Mm. Like, that's you an actor and you out here crossing your fingers during this. Like, you got to be you got to be on your shit a little bit more. And I also thought it was funny, though, that he had to pull out the magnifying glass to see it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, I the only que- the only like kind of uh like whenever they were looking through the scrapbook and all the old pictures and stuff and like mm. he goes by Mount Rushmore um and he says it looks a little small doesn't it like that was the only part where i'm like how does he know that though like uh cuz he doesn't know any diff well i don't know that that was the only part like where i'm like wait like i guess maybe i'm just not putting something together and maybe well now maybe uh now maybe that's something that happens pretty early on in the movie, doesn't it? Mm. Well, no, it's after. Yeah, it's be, he's becoming suspicious of things. He sees the elevator, the the false door. Okay, so it's after he's he seen his back. dad and stuff. Yeah, and then he's like, seems a little small, doesn't it? You know. Um, so I guess maybe I mean it's just a story. Like obviously we know that Mount that that was not Mount Rushmore, and it's just an easy yeah. way to be like you know pointed out, um, whatever. Um, but like every single thing that he said, like every single little thing that he couldn't, you know, just didn't know. And I'm just like going back to like, oh, that's all he knows. But then I'm mm-hmm. thinking even bigger, like, wait, this is all I know. You know, like I have zero clue if I'm in a pod chilling and being harvested for a, for a D battery, you know, or whatever. Um, exactly. And, uh, and I mean, you know what? I'd rather not think about that. I'd rather just continue living on like I'm living on. Hey man, uh, because... I feel like I feel pretty alive, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel, feel pretty like, conscious. I feel, <laughs> I feel yeah, pretty... I think I make my own decisions uh, until I'm presented with the reality that I don't. Uh, I'm gonna go on thinking that I do, 
um, just because that feels like the the the, the healthy thing. Um, <laughs> another one of my uh, another one of my favorite parts of this movie is you know you you mentioned him and Meryl going out uh, whenever he pick, picks her up in the car and he he's like you know what let's go can't well drive to Fiji uh, mm-hmm. you know they they circle around that for a while and then he uh, pulls pulls out and that all that traffic comes out of nowhere and he's like blocked at every turn mm-hmm. beautifully synchronized don't you agree <laughs> and I love that this scene like displays his his like he knows something's wrong Mm. But he has no understanding uh, of the scope of it. You know, like he she goes, you're blaming me for the traffic. And he goes, should I? Mm. And it's like he's thinking right now, you're the only person I'm the close. You're like the person I'm closest with. I'm with you every day. Like you have to be doing something. You would have to know if something was happening. Mm. Uh, and he's, he's like, should I? And, uh, you know, he's like, all right, backs it on out of there, comes back around and the road's clear. Everything's fine. And he's like, it's like magic. No cars. Same road. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I wonder, uh, like whenever he Meryl's like, you're scaring me. She grabs the the knife peeler grater um, and then eventually he takes it from her and like then um do something oh my god i literally marlin marlin thank you god i'm so bad with names i guess i've only watched it one time you've only watched it once i've seen this a few times Um, but uh and then he like he breaks down he's like wait a minute like maybe i am going crazy like for a second you know he's like maybe this is all in my head like i almost killed my wife you know or i was like Hmm. threatening my wife with a knife grater peeler um Ready and, to and like it's just like so just so like how i don't know like to start this i feel like the crazy thing is is like from birth like people had to immediately be in the camp of like this is wrong like this oh is yeah a big, there always like, had yeah. to be an anti-movement you know there always had to be some some other sort of entity and you know sylvia is spearheading it seems a movement of mm. some sort uh, to to free Truman, and uh, I think it's really cool that uh, they did acknowledge that in some capacity. It would have been interesting to see just how big that movement was. You know, like we we hear from the uh, the guy doing the interviews, like ah, oh, uh, very vocal minority, mm-hmm. but you know, in an interview with a guy like Kristoff, like we can't trust anything being put on the television at that point. You know, like Kristoff tries to kill this guy on TV, uh, like. There's no reason to believe him. There could be a lot more people outside of the studio making money who are like, yo, we should not be doing this. Mm. Uh, it's insane. Like uh, the line of, you know, how does it feel to be uh, to have the wealth of like a small city? And he's like, well, it takes a small city to put this on, you know, and it's he like said just country. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> um and like realizing the scale of this, you know, like, like every person that's there every day, like that's also their life. Um, so basically, like Truman is not the only prisoner there. Um, no, no, the other like, ones are just uh, institutionalized. Like, if they you will. know it, like they're in on it. They know, they know that there is an outside world, and also, I guess they're less of a prisoner, you know, than than Truman is, but um. But still, but like, they're there by choice. That's true. True. That that's no, true. no. Sure, it's true, 
but they they chose that life. Damn. Which is like so from, I think it grants something to Kristoff's perspective, you know, for that minute. like if Marlon has been friends with them for that long, like has he truly been friends with them for that long? Or I are, think have they, they like had a different planted? child actor and he said he went off to he went off and saw the world and then he came back and stuff. And I'm assuming he came oh, back as a different, okay. different right. guy. That's right. I, I um, forgot about uh, that. And like the, the father disappearing. No, yeah, I've been trying that to... one. Amnesia. Um, you know, like they have like explanations. Brilliant. For everything. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, oh, and, and the, uh, masterstroke. What was the scene that he was directing that everyone was like, Oh, mass, like just beautiful. It was his reuniting with his dad. Uh, oh, well, oh yeah, that's right. The, the like yeah. the directing of it, you know, like, and that's like that's what i had to like i you had to give it to him like it's great like it's obviously like it's written and it's a it's a movie that we're mm. watching so like it it had to play out well but uh <laughs> like as a as a director of reality television with a character who doesn't know he's in tv to have created such a person with uh such uh keen dramatic timing uh is uh is pretty pretty incredible you know and he's like uh I'm so glad you're back. And like the, the camera pans and he goes, dad. And they hug and it's like, uh, oh yeah. Like I love, I love that that was just, uh, like it, it was like the, that was a good scene for like, uh, showing how talented the people running the show are, you know, like they, for <laughs> as far as a, an accomplishment is concerned in the field of making television, uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's just incredibly unethical. Not going to lie. That would be a really fun job like to be, you know, like, I mean, I would never do like, I I, I could never bring myself to do it. Um, Oh no. I'd be like, yo, this ain't real. You know that, right? (laughs) If I was in that situation and like had to like be the director and like, I basically like the creator of this show, like that would be a pretty cool thing to come to work to every day. It's a it's a giant sandbox, and everyone is the everyone's your toy. Mm. You know, uh, like you are playing God. Like mm. that's lit. Like that's literally what you get to do when you come to work. You get to go to work and go. This is what every person will be doing. I mean, I always like because they had like the same loop every day. Um. And I kind of wondered why they did that, whether it was just to make it easier, you know, like um, it's just harder to change something every single day. So they have like constant, like everything root, always yeah. happens. The, the, you know, the, the lady walking by with flowers and then the guy on the bike and then the beetle with the dent or whatever, you know, that happens all the time. And then like he goes to work the same every time he grabs the magazine, he gets work stopped by the twins, product placement, walking in the door and like. And I always wondered, like, uh, why it was a loop, um, and like, nece- like, or if that was necessary, or, uh, or because they, I, I felt like in part of the movie they mentioned, like, they couldn't wipe his memory or something like that. Um, yeah, because uh, there's one of the viewers. He's like a, he's holding on to Sylvia's like shirt, mm. and is like a. And she's like, uh, you know, they could they could write her off, they could take her out of the show, but they couldn't erase the memory. And uh, you know, that's like what it remembers. was. Okay, I took it very literally. Like they no. could actually erase his memory if they if no. need be. And I'm like, wait a minute, like 
is he getting every time he goes to sleep is he like getting some things reset or whatever um i'm I'm willing to bet that the routine is a psychological tactic to make him more comfortable just kind of uh and it's it's kind of it's kind of a thin line though because if he catches on like he does it's a good tell that stuff's not right Mm. but uh you know nothing's more comfortable than routine so it's like uh if he never, if nothing's ever surprising him necessarily, and like, uh, mm. if nothing ever changes and he's perfectly happy, mm. you know, he's like, what's, the, what's, what's to question? Mm. Uh, it's not until he's like, until he longs for more, until he's like, I gotta go somewhere else. Well, uh, I, didn't, I didn't even realize. Like, the way he eventually escaped, you know, the fake sleeping and then, like, got out that hole. Mm-hmm. Um, he was digging that hole for quite some time, right? Because, like, um, he was lawn mowing over a thing that was, like, a circular hole or something like that. I, I, I'm remembering, like, back, and maybe his wife was like, uh, hey, honey, you missed a spot or something like that. Um, like, early on. Um, and then he goes, I don't know if that was, like... Did he do that all in one night? Was that that one night that he did that, or was he like planning his escape for a while? Because like- I'm willing. To, ah, that's interesting, you know, because there are little, there are those little seeds that would indicate to you that, like, I'd be willing to bet maybe he starts that as soon as he uh, starts to question. Like he started spending a lot more time down there in general. However, I don't know how he would have ever had the freedom to do that. Uh, it was yeah. the one night that he was kind of able to do it that he did it. That's um, true. I felt, but like I remember he was mowing his lawn, and it was like there, a, I, a very circular, like a very whole, odd like, spot. Thing and he just the, kept going over. Yeah, and it was like a, don't know what. Like uh, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm like I don't know how long before that was. You know, before he escaped and stuff like that. Um, but, oh man, I'm, a hmm. Oh yeah. You won't be able to, to see That's if all it's right. going to black it out, but, but, hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, how long, if he was planning this for a while or if it was just truly that one night that he did all of this, you know, which I is fully still capable. I, I feel like he could still do that all. Not in quite one the, night, uh, not but, quite the mile long hole that, uh, uh, hmm. oh, Andy needed to dig in, uh. And Shawshank. Mm, that's you just, know, uh, yeah, just they, right up to the yard. Their their escapes are are odd, like oddly similar. Like the movie, even though they are vastly different and and ask crazy, to, you know, bring up way different questions. They're both in prison. Mm. Pretty, I mean, Truman's is a much much larger prison that he's unaware of. Andy knows he's in prison, um, but they both escape. They both do crazy things to, you know fake sleep and they're both you know, they're like all yeah all, like uh it's eerily similar um and i mean it, i mean i guess it just it makes for great film because these those two movies are uh i mean they're they're in my top 10 that's for sure the i mean this oh uh, yeah i i can't think of an, like other movies that the ending has been so satisfying um it's that it's that morgan freeman talks about it in uh in Shawshank and in, in his monologue towards the end in his narration where he says, you know, like there's this, uh, 
this anticipation and this anxiousness about what's to come that only a free man can feel. Mm. Uh, and it's like, uh, that's what's so fulfilling about these characters getting to a place where they are free of what has binded them. You know, it's, uh, it, I mean, like, uh, and it, it, to reference a superhero movie, it's what makes the ending of Captain Marvel satisfying whenever, mm. whenever she, she breaks loose of the supreme intelligence, smashes that shit and is like, you're not, in, you're not in control of me anymore. You know, like you, you can't, you can't be fucking with me like that no more. And, uh, um, sorry. I, I always look at the, uh, trivia on IMDb, um, for naturally. these movies. Cause, uh, and it's usually there's some cool stuff on there. And it's just cool that that Ed Harris never met Jim Carrey while filming. They like separated no. them on purpose, um, which is just cool. Um, oh yeah, like cool just to, just to think about. Um, but there's uh, that a uh, a bottle of vitamin D on the counter at the beginning uh, because they don't have any actual sunlight. <laughs> um, this I mean this makes perfect sense that Jim Carrey was the first choice. Um, out of the mm-hmm. actor, we were we were talking about this. Um, that no, like I can't think of another person that could fill this role. Um, oh no, 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 no. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I I literally was trying to just run through actors like that we've seen previously, and I'm like, no, I'm mean, like, no, no, no. I'm like, this is just a like, this is Jim Carrey's role. This is how I will will remember Jim Carrey now. Um, at least like until I see something something more I don't, is, I don't know if i if this is my to top play. one jim carrey movie uh there's pretty much no doubt uh followed closely by ace ventura pet detective or uh not not so closely but definitely second there um oh yeah, man I, yeah. uh, <laughs> this i absolutely this, loved it there's there's not many movies that that give you an experience like this i don't know like uh even like marvel movies and stuff like you get excited and and the excitement is there you're seeing all these crazy things happen on screen and stuff um but not many movies get you to question um things and and uh like truly feel for someone that is a character you know a movie within a a movie you know kind of um Mm. you know we're, we're watching this movie it's a TV show within a movie, within a fake reality. Like, well, you know, it's like meta, super meta, um, whenever, like, whenever you think about it. But uh, I, I don't know. This, this is a it's, different. It's, it has a different vein to it. Like, there, this is a oh, different category of movie. Um, it's so extremely meta that this movie was. I, I don't know how you define most of the most of the shots early on in the movie. I'd say it felt like a like felt like commercials. Mm. very purposely uh you know there's a point in the movie where they're like yeah we make we make a lot of our money because literally everything you see mm. is for sale mm. that's the houses even like the, the houses every and... single thing they're wearing mm. the pieces of furniture everything is for sale i was one like and i i like, Part, partly through the movie, I'm like, wait a minute, like, how are they making money here? Like, I know that these ad placements are here and all, but like, yeah, there are no commercials. And it only is these little, like, little just hot chocolate and just a, a knife, uh, grater peeler. And like, I'm like, really? Like, this is how they're like funding all this? And then like, they get into the explanation of like, oh, no, 
everything's for sale and the whole world's obsessed. Like you see those, those two, that, that old, old couple, you know, the, the two old ladies and they have the Truman pillow, the plates in the background, mm-hmm. like everything in their house is Truman. Um, and like the, the world is just truly obsessed with this man. I mean, like 30 years running this show. Yeah. A hundred and what, how, how many hundred or 10,909. Yeah. Like that's how many days it's been running for just and like, I saw that number like on the, in the bar above the TV, you know, and it's, they shows that really early on. And I'm like, Oh my God, wait a minute. Like from birth, like this has been had. Cause like, I like the math just, I mean, that's just how the math works out. Like, it's yeah. only 365 days in a year, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, it, oh. Yeah, the movie starts with day 10,909. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, oh. <laughs> like, I had so uh, – I don't know how many times my mind was blank. Even knowing that from birth and then hearing, like, the explanation showing, like, him in the womb um, and all that. And then my mind still is, like, blown there. Like, I don't know how many times – I just like oh, like my brain is fried, you know, right now. Um, Jeez, but oh it's my just god, such a good damn movie, mm. man! I didn't even I think love- about the moon not moving. That it's just always there until you brought oh, that. It's like, always there. It was always there, and he just didn't like. He doesn't know, and uh, that's just how his, that's just how his moon has always looked. Um, but uh. Another one like that. Whenever he wakes up in the morning and draws the astronaut on there, and uh, that's you know that's the day he's he breaks out uh, mm. by the end of it. And I love that you know he's he's purposefully teasing them. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. hello, mm. hello, <laughs> Mister Burbank, and he like uh, he does his whole he does his whole thing, and then uh, they look away and t- start taking their notes, and he goes. He winks at the camera and goes, that one's for free. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, okay, Truman. He knows. Uh, Smarter than they give him credit, you know, for. Mm. Um, it, which is like, God, to watch someone from birth and then eventually figure out that their entire reality is fake. Like. Dude. <laughs> that scene, whenever he runs the boat into the wall and he walks up, up to that point, there's not tangible mm. evidence of what he thinks might be happening. Mm. And then he touches the wall with his hand and he immediately breaks. He's mm. like, that was that was the line. You know, like that was the one where it was like, so it really... All of it is fake. None of it's real. Mm-hmm. And like that, and he start he breaks down, bro. That that shit that makes me cry every time I watch it. And uh, like, was he punching it? And was it si- like? Was there no sound during that? I can't remember if there was like if it completely cut out the sound or if you could actually hear. It. I think it might. I think it might have cut out the sound because I think the score during that moment's really strong. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I, I mean, I was crying. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, I, I don't really remember exactly because I, I mean, I was like, oh man, he's right. You know, he's actually there. He got to the, like, you know, after like he almost dies, you know, and he's like, you're going to have to kill me. You know, like there's nothing you can do. Like I am like, I'm not stopping. Um, I mean, how could anyone expect him to carry on in those conditions? Mm-hmm. It's unprofessional. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. 
whenever Meryl says that, mm. I'm just like, you fucking hypocrite. Oh, yeah. And she's like, do something, you know? And he's like, who are you talking to? Yeah, exactly. What? You know, like. And then, you know, Marlon walks in and she like runs to him and hugs him. And she's like, how, like that question, how can anyone expect me to carry on under these conditions? How do you expect Truman to carry on under these conditions? How do you not think that? And how could you um, like fake love someone like that? You know, she's she, like, I know she's an actress and it's a job. Christoph Evil A, Meryl, Evil B. Bro, like... I felt like the no one kind of, kind of only guy that had anything redeeming was... Uh, Marlon? Mar- fuck, I knew it was an M. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, if, it, if it helps, they're all named after movie stars. Meryl Streep, Marlon Brando. Um, hmm. Yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah, Marlon, Marlon, Marlon. But yeah, Marlon had a few moments, and I'm like, I felt like there was something even romantic a little bit between the two. Like, I mean, like, I know they're sharing beers as boys, you know. That's what the vibe you're getting. But, like, I felt like he, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess, you know, he said, like, you're the closest thing I have to a brother. Like, I I guess, you know. But that was him being told to say that. Um, Yeah, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting take, you know, because, uh, I, I, I see a bit of confliction in Marlon, but the thing that ultimately seals the deal for me and him being, I mean, like, you can't have agreed to do this and be a, a, the best dude, you know what I'm saying? And uh, whenever he, he's, like, leading the search. That's true. Yeah. For Truman. Yeah. Uh, like, he's, he's got, he's, he called, like, he's like, he looks at the camera, he's like, I don't know what the fuck, I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know where the fuck this guy is. Like, uh. I don't know. It's just a damn. But I don't know that one moment where he's like, "The last thing I would do to lie is lie to you." He he like choked up for a second. You know, he's like, like he almost broke in that moment. I feel like he 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 was like, "This this might be too far." Um, I and that's that's an interesting way to take it because I took it as Marlon was trying to get his Emmy. Ah, okay. Hmm. Okay, like, that, that's, like that's the, people, the people who that's are acting true. in it are acting oh, their asses off. Um, they're on, you know, I mean, the whole it, world's watching, duh. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, I, I always think it's just them watching Truman, you know, but they're characters, like, they're like, this is, oh my, I didn't even, going for a best oh, supporting actor think not. about that. Oh my god, this, th- I mean, that was his moment, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was like, no, oh, oh, and oh, it, yeah. it absolutely is, as okay, far as the def- acting is that's concerned. That's what it is now. Yeah, because it doesn't make real sense, you know, if he almost breaks there and then, like, the search, he's just like, Well, because it's Kristoff telling him what to say in his ear, yeah, too. Like, yeah. he's like, is lie to you. And he goes, is lie to you. And it's like, ah, fuck, man. And it ultimately went in Truman over for a second. You know, not for long. You know, Truman's too steadfast. And, you know, Kristoff did say it, you know, like, uh, there's nothing actually keeping him here. If he, if he was determined enough to try and get out, he would. There's nothing we could do to stop him. Well. Uh, and it's like, well, that's not quite true. You've done quite a bit to try and stop him. Uh, as Traumatized him from early on in life, fear of Traumatized water. him early on from birth. Surround Anytime he's actually tried to leave. leave the island, you, uh, you block him from being able to do so, literally with traffic in some cases. Mm. Yeah, um, for even like whenever he has, uh, before he even questions his reality, really. Um, 
he's given like a job assignment on an you know on a distant island or whatever he's like no no i have a dentist appointment you know like mm-hmm. he does like even then you know he's not going and he's walking to the boat he sees the boat in the water that's sunk you know and he's like fuck can't do that nope coming going right back like every step of the way like they did everything in their power to to stop that man from leaving um that nuclear oh and that like whenever that nuclear leak and the the guy like called him by name and he's like of course truman and he's like truman mm. and that and that's when he starts to run and i i don't know I, well and that's like, the most that's the single most dystopian scene for me like as far as what would have like uh probably scared him the most mm. was uh whenever he's trying to escape they the bridge lights up in flames he drives right through it they set up a whole nuclear plant for him he just has a normal conversation with a guy and then a guy calls him by his name a man mm. he's never presented his name to he runs and he's chased by men in these hazmat suits and is like tackled to the ground and he's screaming and stuff like that's such a that's a hard scene dude that's mm. a and uh, whenever he goes up to uh to marlin and he's like restocking the you know his, his vending machine <laughs> it's right after he sees the false wall and he's like i, I don't know if they're following me you know he tur- turns around claps to do something spontaneous he's like like who, who what do they look like he's like ah, well they're just like normal people you know like how yeah. like it's set up in a way to just make him seem insane whenever he's saying these things you know like mm-hmm. oh normal people are following you around like you just seem a little paranoid truman you know like everything could just be explained they gaslight away. the mm-hmm. fuck out of this man uh, <laughs> i can't think of a, of a of a more extreme case of gaslighting than uh than the Truman show here. It's um, pretty heavy handed, man. <laughs> oh. Uh I don't I don't know that there's a there's a bigger example of it. Um Oh it's this was the the second love interest, right? Uh ah, that, yes. that's who she was. Vivian. Okay, it just clicked. Uh sorry to to completely switch switch Vivian there. Was. But no, but uh I want to, to distract I want to bring more. it back oh. to uh Sylvia for a little bit. You mm. know, that storyline where the day he meets his future wife, he actually fell for another woman and he's been longing for her ever since. Uh, and whenever uh, she takes him down to the beach and they, they embrace, they kiss, it's his first kiss. And uh, it's this whole thing. And she tells him the truth, tells him everything, lays it out for him. And she's like, they're coming for me. That It'll be here soon. And you know what they tell him? She's schizophrenic. She's crazy. So if you start experiencing these sorts of things too, you're crazy too. And uh, there's there's even a moment in the movie too where he's listening to the radio, and someone says like, uh, mm. "You do this enough, it'll make you crazy." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, and it's oh completely normal. God. Don't think anything of it. You know, like yeah, and. Uh, I mean, whenever but, he does you know, hear, whenever... like, the true radio, you know, like, their their frequency, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, what caused that to happen, by the way? How did he... I think it was probably just a mechanical malfunction. Oh, yeah, because like everyone, it... like, everyone stopped for a second. I was like, I remember, yeah, and it, oh, okay, that, that's right. Um, but, uh, mm. nah, but when, you know, you see him at the beginning, he's like, I want to go to Fiji. You know, F- that seems like a great place. You know, you see this, see us right here, we're on the other side. As far away you can, as far away as you can get before you start coming back around, and uh, you know you see you see that flashback later, and uh, 
her dad's packing Sylvia into the car, and uh, she's like, "Where? He's like, where are you going? Where are you going? Fiji. We're moving to Fiji." And it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> no! She's not He's in like... Fiji. <laughs> like, she, she, oh, like, God, man! I and what would have like they went to Fiji in my mind, you know? That like uh, I feel like he met, you know, he got like she found him." Or he, I, I'm assuming she found him because there's no way. I don't know how he's gonna find her. Um, he doesn't know anything that's out there in the real world. I would love, like, love to see a. Is there a sequel to this? I, I like. There's no continuation to the story, is there? Like, whenever he's actually no. Out. This is uh. Yeah, I didn't think so. This is it. Um, but like, just to see like his character experience the real world for the first time, you know, like his first moments, um, like. I, I am full well with how it ended. Um, and I think it was beautiful the way, like the, it was the whole point, like, uh, of how, like of what the movie was supposed mm-hmm. to do, but like, just like of how beautiful it would be for him to see like a real sunset or for him to see like a city, like a true city and him be like, holy, what, like, what the fuck is that? Or like uh, a plane or like, you know, like it, all these little things that he has zero clue of that he would go right. out and be like, oh my, like what? Like, um, and uh, I, I just imagine, you know, as, as I'm bawling my eyes out at the end, I'm imagining just, just them in, at, like, in Fiji, like, and him watching, like, a real sunset for the first time, you know, and, like, and just, <sighs> just her explaining everything, like, yeah, this, like, this oh, is how man. it really is, or, like, like oh, like, I could just. And you like, know he's going to be able to go to Fiji, because mm. this man's about to cash a check on these motherfuckers. I um, feel like he doesn't have to pay us a cent for anything he goes anywhere he gets what he wants he's the most famous man oh in yeah the world. he's the most famous man in the world and uh <laughs> i feel like anyone would do anything for him like anyone like i feel like i mean he can't live a normal life is the thing like that's kind of the sad thing is that like oh yeah he'll walk out of there and he will be the most famous man alive and he's never known that um <laughs> which is interesting but uh oh. you know but maybe there's something to the whole the quick attention span, you know, people move on. Uh, what else is on TV? All right, uh, let's see. And I was like, "Yeah, let's I'd see like, what else is on." Where's the TV? I guy? think I, I think I punched like my pillow a few times. I got like angry. I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "God damn it!" Like, no, I was like, crying, and then I'm like mad, and then I'm like, no, and then I'm like, oh, I didn't even get to see him meet her, and like I didn't get to see like them embrace whatever. But I'm like, and then I'm like, calm down, realize what just happened. You know, and everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, dude, um, it's so fucking good. Who are you? I am the creator mm-hmm. of a television show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. And there's like a really emphasized pause between I am the creator mm-hmm. and the rest of the sentence, which I think is uh, obviously <laughs> purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then who am I? You're the star. Mm-hmm. And the whole, was nothing real? You were real. That's what made you so good to watch. It's like, fuck. He says, you know, like, Kristoff's like, I know you better than yourself. And he's like, nah, you've never had a camera in my head. You know, like, you, you, like, you still, like, even though you've controlled every aspect of my life, you've watched me every second. Like, you still don't know what I want, like, what I truly want. And, like, uh, oh, like, him, like, coming to that realization, like, knowing that 
like he's about to be free you know like he's there like he's done it like he's broken out and he knows it too Mm -hmm. um i mean good morning good evening and good night you know uh what a way to end it there like oh i mean i I was thinking like what he was gonna say and like it was obvious i feel like but i didn't oh yeah say something you're on television and he turns and he goes and in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night Oh, it's good afternoon. Takes a bow. Not good morning. Walks right on out. Like, I can't... That was the best possible ending to this movie. Um, I almost would have been fine with it if they just cut to black on that. Oh, like, say we just something ended and just... the movie. Mm. And he just, like, turns around, walks out the door into blackness, and then f- we fade to black. Like, I would have been okay with that. And, you know, I do love seeing... Sylvia get real excited, put on her coat and run down the stairs like she's going to go meet him. And it's like, oh, this is just this is just precious, you know, and. uh God, it was so damn good. It was so damn good. And. uh Yeah, definitely a top 10 favorite movie of all time for me. There's pretty much no doubt. Yeah, the poster's going up on my wall. So uh I feel like I I don't think the Batman is maybe a top ten movie of all time for me. You know, I'm like those. It's part of my poster. It, part of the poster thing is it has to look cool for one, um, and it has right. to, you know, I guess mean uh, have an impact on my life. And Spider Man and Batman, whether they're not the best films of all time, you know, they've just been my childhood, and I and I love them to death. So uh, right, they right. have to go up on my well, wall. I but, think uh, uh, I think the Batman will prove itself to be. Hmm. Uh, prove itself to be amongst that hmm. oh uh, yeah the top 10 for me uh but uh you know uh, i'll have to remove myself from recency bias i'll have to give that some time before i fairly evaluate it as far as uh top hmm. 10 favorites is mm-hmm. concerned uh i guess it is just favorite, right now yeah. truman show bump that shit right off you know if it I'm is saying? just a favorite movie i guess it doesn't have to be critically great you know whatever it's just my favorite movie you know i don't exactly yeah, it doesn't so... have to be it doesn't have to be the best movie. But fuck, man. Spaceballs could be one of your favorite movies. I was literally just thinking that, yeah. Like, uh, I guess some people really do like Spaceballs. There's probably some Spaceballs super fans out there that, that go crazy for that. I don't know. Um, you of do you, they're... man. You know, if, if that if that's you, uh, more power to you. I mean, we gave yeah, it a 2.17 out of average. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, that's not the point of the movie. Um, hey, it's not the point of the movie. Great. But if we're talking enjoyment for the Truman show. Um, that's a perfect five. Uh, there's essentially no doubt there uh, out of five stars. It's five stars. It's, uh, I, I, I don't have anything else to say there. I, I mean, I, I can't give this any less than a five for enjoyment. Um, still, I'll say it again. I can't believe it took me this long to see this movie in my life, but I mm. am so glad that I have seen it now and I will watch it infinitely many times. I love that it, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm right there. Five. And you take, you take a peek and what are the last three fives now with the Truman show? (laughs) Bink. Goodwill hunting. Bink. Bink. And Shawshank. God damn. Those were some good fucking movies, man. Hey, Goodwill. He had to go see about a girl. Truman had to go see about a girl. You know, I guess all the best ending. Andy, you know, he, he, uh, his girl no longer uh, alive and all. Uh, you know. Hey, but Red, <laughs> he had to go see about a guy. There we go. There we go. Um, ah, they're all just so great. Ah, oh, man. What a, what a great stretch of movies that we've had here. 
Um, oh man, it's been fantastic. Um, and I've, I've appreciated the happy endings with mm. goodwill hunting and the Truman show coming off a of train spotting and uh seven. Cause those were, uh, those were rough uh, as far true. as endings go. That um, is true. Nice, nice to have this change of pace. Some good, yeah, a little good. Happy good endings where we're like, yeah, you're going on to good things. Mm. Yeah. Um, really? I don't, I'm just, I'm just thinking forward, you know, to the genre category and like it's, it's comedy is in here. I don't, I mean, yes, Jim Carrey. I, I guess probably just because Jim Carrey's in it, people think. Well, and I guess there I are there are some is, funny, I guess, aspects to it. There's enough stuff in it that is comedic, mm. you know. Uh, that I think it, it it definitely falls under the drama comedy. Uh, but beyond that, I feel like there's something else going on here, like with the. Uh, dystopia sort sort of thing going on like mystery and, uh, is almost like uh i don't know is that a right. genre really i don't know like miss uh oh uh, yeah mystery mystery genre, kind of but, I, it, but this, I mean, this one's a, a yeah this one's such genre. a weird one and uh you know as far as a drama comedy is concerned it's pretty it's pretty fucking good um would you say this is, is required is... viewing for film i mean i, I if if for my money, yeah, I think if you if you're if you're gonna sit down and watch a movie, you ought to watch the Truman Show. That's that's something you should get around to at some point. But you know, when I think of it like the way we had Shawshank Redemption is required viewing, it's not that level of required viewing. Mm. Like you have to watch Shawshank. You can take your time to get around to the Truman Show in comparison. Mm. Uh, you need to watch Shawshank as soon as possible. Um, we gave that a five in the genre. So I don't think the Truman Show quite ekes out the five in the genre category, but I think it's probably on par with Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, in that four, seven, five realm where it's like, you know what? I don't know what more we could have done here. If it, like, uh, it, it had all the great, all the best elements, you know, it had this mystery, it had love, it had romance, uh, had some comedy. It was, it was a nice genre blender. Mm. And, uh, for that, I think it deserves some love. Four, seven, five feels fair. Yeah. Five did feel too high. Um, like when I'm thinking of Shawshank, like it, it's kind of unfair to compare like, uh, Truman show and shot. Well, I guess not truly unfair, but the point of the Truman show isn't, just to be a great film and and uh like that's not really i mean it was it was more for the mind-blowing more for the the consumerism you know more for for those those sort of things and into the way it was filmed too you know you had the hidden cameras like it was just it's different like it's not just one film camera that's you know the same the whole time the whole movie it's it's constantly changing and stuff and that's that's the whole point um so i guess it's kind of you know in a different realm all in its own um, absolutely so, absolutely but, uh, hmm. but yeah four seven five i i definitely feel comfortable for the genre there and this critically as a film is i'm I'm interested like to see to see where where you're at on this because you know you've seen it multiple times i have only seen this once yeah um, right i i'm pretty high on this <laughs> critically um you know i always i'll, I'll hit all the check boxes i usually do soundtrack this is one that's on that movie and TV soundtracks playlist I have and uh, pops up in my receiptify every month. There's something mm. something from the Truman Show that's in there usually. Uh, it absolutely slaps. 
Um, Jim Carrey kills it. Ed Harris, fantastic. Uh, even Laura Linney and uh, Noah Amerlick, I think is like his name or something like that. So whoever plays Marlon. Um, mm. They all did a really good job. You know, uh, Emmerich, Noah Emmerich. Uh, they all did a fantastic job acting. And the story uh, unfolds exactly how you exactly as it should i think i don't think there's anything that's like uh oh wish they would have done this differently wish they would have revealed this to me differently no i think they did it exactly how they wanted Mm. to exactly how they were supposed to and that's really the key here for this movie is that i think it was it was executed exactly as it was envisioned to be executed um like obviously these hidden camera shots aren't mind-blowing they're not like wow this is beautiful you gotta see this uh but that wasn't the point of it. It like the point of it was for it to be a hidden camera shot, mm. you know, and uh, it's beautiful in that, its own way In its own way, you know, and uh, mm. it, it it's so hard to judge a movie critically when it did what I feel is exactly what it wanted to do. Um, Cause I can't imagine there's too much or anything that Peter Weir or Jim Carrey or, any of anybody involved in the making of this looks back on and goes, wish we'd done that differently. Mm. Yeah. I can't think um, of one gripe that I do have with the movie, you know, like I, I wouldn't want it to be shot more beautifully or whatever. Like I, that's just not the point. That's not like, yeah, you know, like, I, like obviously I'd invite and the shots that we do get that are beautiful are beautiful. Mm. You know, the shot that, that shot at the end of him climbing the stairs and him walking along the wall. It's a, uh, it's, it's impressive filmmaking, you know, all pretty much all the way through. Um, hmm. I guess so there's a conflicting one because it's like, uh, we could check out the film score and see where we feel it falls. I don't think, I don't know. Which doesn't Does, feel right I, to put it alongside the four nines. I don't think, yeah, it goes with the Godfather. I don't, it, Shawshank is, is a little above there. Um, I think it falls right alongside Peter Weir's other work, Dead Poets, hmm. at a four eight. Uh, I like that, because definitely I feel better than seven. Um, oh, certainly. And I feel better than... The, Part two, uh, Boys in the Hood. But, you know, that 4-8 category, Dead Poets, Forrest Gump, Good Will Hunting, The Truman Show. I think it slides right alongside it there uh, in really impressive fashion. So I think I got to go 4-8 for The Truman Show overall. Um, and it brings it to the exact same score as Good Will Hunting last week. Um, <laughs> in every category. Identical. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I guess... I think I I like the Truman Show more than Goodwill Hunting, that just because of the fact that this movie is just more me, more up my alley. Um, right. But if I'm thinking of just comparing the two films without my, um, what's the word? Uh, bias. Bias. Yeah. Without without any bias, like these are two films that that I hold very very equally. They very both, similar yeah, they, theme. They both yeah. affected me in in uh, in very different ways, but but. Uh, both very profound. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, four, four, eight, five. I mean that. Oh yeah, that that's that's fitting for me. Um, 
It's the only other 485 movie alongside Goodwill Hunting in the overall ratings. Uh, just below Jurassic Park, just above Godfather Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. That feels good. Um, mm. the, Truman Sh- the Truman Show is right where it belongs. Perfect. Uh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, that... Mm. I, uh, I'm very happy with, with where it is. Um, just makes sense. These, I don't know. I think this this rating system just uh, it, it just keeps keeps proving itself. Um, as it always does, as it always does. Hmm. And uh, of the Peter Weir works, you know, uh, Dead Poet Society does end up prevailing in the overall rating, uh, just because I think we gave it a little bit of a boost in that genre category, hmm. or maybe it was just how well it was written. Um. But goddamn, this was this was a damn good movie, and uh, I'm I'm happy with where it's ended up here. Um, at a four eight five out of five stars, mm. feels uh feels good, feels good. Uh, but with that, we conclude our episode covering the Truman Show and our fifty two year journey through film. We're through ninety eight. We've got one year left in the nineties. Wow. It's 1999 next week, and we are discussing The Matrix. That's another big one. Another like we're getting into these these defining movies of our lifetime, mm. you know. And that's we got such a different perspective of these movies than we did the ones prior to us, you know. Uh, thinking back to the 70s, like with, with the Clockwork Orange, like mm. and movies like that, Apocalypse Now, and 76 or 36 Chamber of Shaolin, like a I have a vast unfamiliarity compared to The Matrix and Gladiator and Training Day and mm. movies like this. I hear about those a lot more given uh, our our lifetime. Mm. Um, yeah, these these ninety awards are about to go insane. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> I forgot after the night after we wrap up The Matrix next week, we've got to do the nineties awards. And obviously, with seven or six extra movies <laughs> uh, for the year nineteen ninety four. The uh, the competition will be a little bit more stout than the other years. Um, wow. Very much so. Look forward to the 90s awards. But before then, we're doing The Matrix. And uh, I'm very excited about that. That'll be next Friday. And uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, it is always a pleasure to be here. And thank you for letting me watch this movie. Thank you for getting me to watch this movie finally. Um, oh, dude, I'm so I'm so glad you have because it's uh it's one of the greats. It's one of the greats. I I have I have very little doubt in my mind. Uh but yeah, if you would, head to patreon.com/corobloom, c o r o b l o o m where you'll find over 24 hours of exclusive content. Uh we've also got uh, a bunch of artwork that I put up over there. Uh, not available anywhere else. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. So that's that's huge for me. And uh, if you would, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.